Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Thomas, and this is Not the Only One. Sunshine, I'm driving, radio's playing Aerosmith, and I left you in the rear view. Trust me, it's better like this. On today's episode, I talked to my cousin, my cousin Yancey. Yes, it's all in the family. So I'm just going to dive in. I'm going to let you guys listen to the phone call that we had. His story is just all about living for himself for the majority of his life and coming back to God just three months ago and understanding what grace is, that scripture that's in the Bible that says there's no condemnation in Christ. My cousin really knows how to live that way and actually believe that way and live his life out in faith that way. And that fascinates me because I've been a person that has not lived that way. I always felt guilty about everything I did, and I would hold on to it, even after asking for forgiveness. So his story really encourages my faith, and I believe it will for you, too. biggest thing that I want to talk about today is that you and I, we both grew up Christians, but uh, we both got infected by the world. And it really sucks because I think there's a lot of Christians actually out there they're walking around and not really knowing and understanding their identity and who they are, who God created them to be and why they're here and the whole thing, like really understanding the whole thing, not just like, oh, let me, you know, give my heart to Jesus. He died on the cross for my sins. Like that's all I've ever been told all my life. And that's why you give your heart to Jesus so that you don't go to hell. You know, I mean, that's really what it was. So it didn't compel me to really keep from doing a lot of the worldly things or falling for the worldly, you know, the things that pulled me in. I want to know your story from the beginning and what your Christian journey has been and where you're at to this point. Because things radically changed for you in the last three months, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the last three months have been uh, an enjoyable, incredible, and surprising journey. I was lost, found my way back, and uh, had loving arms wrapped around me, waiting for me in the form of Jesus Christ, and uh, rededicated my life to him, and the doors have been opening. With these new doors that are opening, it, it gave me a much better understanding of what I was supposed to be doing instead of the idea of just, you know, living your life, saying sorry on the weekend so that at the end you can get into heaven. And, uh, you know, we're all just basically sinners that do what we do and kind of miss the whole point. Kind of like what you're talking about. We, we, we were brought up a certain way. And, you know, I, I myself, you know, I'm not sure if you know all of the history, but um, grandfather on my dad's side was a minister. My uncle was a minister. My mother was big into the church. So, you know, just like you brought up day one, you know, in the church, you know, that was brought up in private Christian schools, you know, loving God and understanding God. Um, it, it, Do you think it was shoved down your throat? No, too much? no, I don't think it was shoved down my throat. It was just a comfortable place. You know, there wasn't, you know, I didn't have, you know, I don't come from the busted family where everybody was screaming and yelling and, you know, I don't have all this dark darkness about it all, you know, where you hear people that, you know, they're fighting their way through it. So I was brought up in it. Wonderful. You know, where, where Satan's always looking for a door though, you know, and you know, when I hit around 14, my parents got divorced and that was his door and shame on me for letting him in. You know, I did. And, you know, in the form of what, how did you just the anger? There was just a lot of anger, the, the, the sadness, like 
you know, and I've carried it. I'm, you know, I'm 30 years, you know, I would think about my parents' divorce and it would, it would put tears in my eyes. So he found that little door and it created anger, sadness. And I don't really get angry. I always got sad. Like if, if, if things were going to make me angry, just put a, a position of sadness for the human race and, and life and things that are going on out there. Even my, my poor behavior and bad choices. You know, I just felt I never get raged. You know, I don't have that where you do. You see a lot of people walk around this world right now with anger. You know, when I see it, it always kept me feeling sad. So I had that core built in me from the understanding of the Bible. And, and I knew all the stories, you know, they, they share, you know, in all the schools. So you're brought up with all the stories, you know, you know, the Moses, you know, everything, you name it, the whole Bible. But I would say I never understood it. I just knew the stories. You know, you never applied it to your life. I, it never, it never was personalized for you. Cause I mean, you are who you are. Right. I mean, you don't have this sort of like, okay, so your reaction to your parents' divorce wasn't anger and, and bitterness. It was sadness and maybe a form of depression, you know, cause depression can look very different for many sure. people. Like I've, I've said on my podcast before that my <clears throat> personal depression came in the form of anger and rage. See, that's, that's where you and I are right. different. See, you know, I don't, I don't get all jovial when, uh, when I'm, when I'm sad, I get pissed off. My mom is, is similar. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Don't cross us. No, I'm not, but I understand. I understand. <laughs> Yeah. So you got, you got sad, but you, you, I mean, from what I just knew being your cousin, you kind of took, you kind of just took off. I mean, you kind of just were like, you know, the free spirited wandering soul, you know, and I never knew exactly what you did, but I, I knew that you were probably, you know, doing some, some quote unquote fun, uh, you know, worldly stuff, you know, that, so I mean, if you wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit, I mean, so you were 14 and when did you get into the modeling? Oh, when was that? 18. I think, you know, senior year in high school, I think when I graduated, I, I punched it and yeah, and just started traveling around and doing that for sure. But, um, you know, that yeah. there's a branch before that because actually, you know, because of the church and the understanding of God, I also had an understanding of Satan and I ran into a friend who introduced Satanism to me and Whoa. I dove just as deep into that as I did with Christianity, but in, you know, a youth mind, you know, of a 15 year old mind. So it wasn't. Okay. So you were introduced right after your pretty much the year after your parents got divorced. Okay, yeah. Got it. Wow. You know, what's okay. funny is, is as I start talking to you about this, I'm remembering these things. I, I didn't even realize I'd forgotten all about that whole era, but yeah. And that person that introduced me to that actually blew his head off with a shotgun. So yeah, wow. I forgot about that. This was your best. That friend, was Jeremy. Right? Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember something very vaguely about one of your best friends yeah. dying. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he. Yeah, but... he. Yeah. So he introduced that, and then when you're, I was still in private Christian schools, and we started studying that. When you saw, this is where Satan can slide in and give you just these little, you know, little bits of great feelings with tricks and stuff, you know, just as God gives you these great sensations with, with, you know, seeing healings and, you know, power and understanding and, you know, the, just, just in general. So he, that was, that was the well, angle he worked. Speak into yeah, that. That's a good question. Can, 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 yeah. Can you tell me like, what do you mean? Cause well, like that's what would have pulled me yeah, in. So I was the supernatural. Okay. Stuff. So yeah. So, you know, with the charismatic level of church that we were all brought up into, 
um, the healing of the hands, speaking in tongues, you know, the prophecies, you know, people just doing wonderful godly things, you know, through them, you know, and having an understanding. Of course, as a child, you don't know, you're just seeing it. And then when you dive into it, so I open my, my understanding to, you know, talking to the dark energies and, and, and things of that nature with Jeremy introducing to it. And there were things that happened, you know, next thing you know, we're in detentions and we're meditating on stuff that are all evil. And so now you have the, you know, the teachers of the school or whatnot pulling you into a room and saying, hey, you know, you guys got to cut this out. We're feeling these energies. So now you start feeling powerful as a kid. You know, you're like, oh, whoa, I freaked these teachers out who I'm supposed to be looking up to and being disciplined by right now. And now they're telling me they're witnessing stuff. I'm not witnessing it, but they're witnessing it. My eyes are closed and I'm just like how some kids want to move stuff with their mind. For example, that was it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So we would sit there and just focus on. Yeah. You know, just things of that nature. Just actually mostly calling on, on demons and darkness to to form a form of levitation or movements and things like that. I never physically with my eyes saw these things, but until the teachers brought us in the room and. We're trying to do basically a sideline exorcism, you know, on us and explaining, you know, rebuking demons out of us and things like that. And, and you know, I didn't even feel I still felt the happy, beautiful kid that I've been my whole life. So I didn't even feel any of that. I just know that I was diving into it. And then when you see the you get a reaction, then that just kind of pushes you forward into it more. And so I never went. Did they ever uh, tell you what they saw or felt yeah, they, or anything? They like say that? they saw dark, dark, dark images and shadows, and the chalkboards were moving, and erasers were sliding, and things like that. But and these were things that you knew you were concentrating yeah. on. Yeah, to that, do to just kind of mess with yeah. people. Because Jeremy said you can mess with people. No, it wasn't even that. It was just about us. You know, it's just like you know what it is. It's a personal relationship, just like you would. You know, Christianity is a personal relationship with God. The deeper you get in with Him, and the 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 closer you get and create it personal, that that's where the 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 beauty and and all that love flows in, and and you're you find the directions you need to be in. You have that same relationship with with dark energy. Not saying that there it's reciprocal wow. by any means. You know, because, you know, we all know Satan's after his own and that's it. Yeah. So, you know, he'll he'll just give you things, you know, tricks that'll entice you. And it could be in forms of all different realms. But that just happened to be a, I don't know, 13 year old, 14 year old kid somewhere. And I can't remember how old we were, but just nah, Yeah. Yeah. I've forgotten all about that world. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. And actually, as I on a side note, as I have uh, dived deeper into the word of God and and just really going after God in these last couple of years myself. Yeah. Um, I know what I've learned is that, you know, when you open these doors, okay. So you opened actually a door right. when you were 15 with Jeremy, not knowing it, but that's the scariest thing of all is that it doesn't matter if you know it or not. There are spiritual laws, oh, yeah. just like there's laws of gravity. You know, we have laws in this world. There's spiritual laws as well. And so, it doesn't matter when you open that door and you don't close it and do all the things you're supposed to do to, to close the door. And that's a whole other podcast episode, <laughs> but you know, then your life gets messed with and you start to see things just not quite going the way that they should, or you're, or, or, you know, or, or Satan just tries to entice you more because he knows that you're someone who can be very influential mm -hmm. and used. And you to me seem like a person always who could be influential and used because you're good looking, you're charismatic, you know, you're talkative, you're kind, 
you know, you could really be, it's kind of like, you know, in the movies, Lucifer is always really good looking, really <laughs> sly. I'm not trying to say that you're that devilish. Guy, right. But boy, you know what I mean? You wonder why people talk about charmers, you oh, yeah. know, and then I never thought you were, you know, some evil. And you know, one thing about Satan, he's patient. That is a man that is oh, patient gosh. and he can just, you know, boom, and just slides in. And it's not like you're just getting hit with a sledgehammer. You know, you're just getting these little things, you know. So, but I uh, I was able to let that go and leave, you know, because I had uh, the core of me understood the foundation of love and what I was, you know, created out of love. And I'm supposed to be love. And I just put love in the wrong direction there. And, uh, and it wasn't for me. I thought I need to have an understanding of everything that I was going to judge until I realized I'm not even supposed to be judging. I could never tell somebody not to do drugs unless I did drugs and realized what they were doing. So I expressed to them, you know, I felt like if I had never done it, I was a hypocrite if I told them not to do it. Oh, what a backwards way of thinking. That, that allowed me to open the doors to, you know, because the people I'm supposed to reach are are, are in, in, in desperate areas and stuff to that nature, you know, is, is what I always felt. So I just allowed myself. I never said no to anybody. I was like, yeah, let's go so that I can be next to you and, and you know, I can help you, even though I wasn't a strong with the faith, I was still about love, you know, at this point, it was more like, I just, you know, the world's hurt and we got to find a way to help them. But it wasn't based on Christianity. It wasn't based on me being who I thought I was supposed to be. And again, that's, that's those little gentle seeds that, you know, Satan's gentle. He sneaks you in there. So you think you're doing all these great things for people by opening yourself up to, you know, whatever it is the world's offering, whether it's women, you know, you know, the drugs, the drinking, you name it, just in going in all different directions, not judging them so that they can feel love from me, but a selfish, not a gospel view of love, if that makes sense. It was a self-centered yeah. because it was you getting to be the hero all the time. I wasn't even looking to be the hero. It was just there to love, but it made me feel good. And that goes back to the separation of my family when the divorce hit and the sadness. So it made me, it filled the sadness because I felt like I was helping somebody else that was sad, but I was doing nothing for them. So it, it had the illusion that I was being a good person, but it was really being a good person for myself, not for what we were created. Okay. And so you, just as a side sure. note, um, you know, I think a lot about putting my kids in Christian school. This really has nothing to do with, with our conversation, but partly, you know, I just keep hearing over and over that just because you put your kids in Christian school doesn't guarantee their salvation. It doesn't guarantee they're going to grow up right and all that kind of stuff. And, and I guess this is just one more story now that I'm hearing. I don't know why I have this, this illusion or I don't know what you would want to call it in my mind that somehow if they're around good people that that try to teach them good things and the bible and you know because I can't always fill in everything mm -hmm. that that they'll be okay they'll be covered but gosh I mean what I don't really know what I'm trying to to, to say to you it's <laughs> it's just that you're a you're a guy you were a boy that had the opportunity and the privilege to go to Christian yeah. schools. And because of the pain and the hurt that was caused in your own household, it pulled you away from God. Is that a right? Well, let me help. Let me, I'll just share from my experience. I don't really have like major answers for that one. Other than I can share just with my life. I actually have said, I am so grateful. I did go to Christian schools because I can't tell you how awesome of a reference it is. Because I have this reference book to look back to. It was so easy for me to step back in and jump and jump full throttle. 
for the last three months, I've been deeper in my faith. And a lot of it is because there was nothing scary about stepping in. You know, I, I had the understanding and, you know, and the reference points where, and you also have to realize good and bad people come from everywhere. You know, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter where, 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 where it's at. It's just once we find the true love of God, but your kids are your kids and they're going to grow, you know, in order to understand Christ and be born again, that's their choice. They got to get to that point. You know, yeah. it just, you can't do it. Yeah. For so you. They, they, you know, that's, what's great. You'll look at kids and you're like, Oh, that's wonderful. Someday that person's got to be born again, that kind of a deal. So, you know, it's, it's, no matter what they are, they, they got to, everybody's got to come to that road where we, we get on our knees and we ask for forgiveness. And we just talk to Jesus Christ and ask him to be our savior. And then we're reborn again, which puts us right there where God created us at the very beginning in right. his image. Right. So let's talk about that. I was always uh, one foot in, one foot out in the world. Did you just full on take yourself out? Okay. So I'm, I'm all or nothing guy. I can't, oh, so you were all I out. can't do one in one out. I can't do, I, it's never worked for me. I guess, I don't know if it's part of just growing up where everybody says, if you give a hundred percent, you know, how can you fail? It's like give everything. So, you know, when you, when you, when you get into it, whatever it is, whether it was everything from, you know, the worldly stuff to Christian stuff to Satan, you know, you name it, whatever it is, until at least you have an understanding that if you want to keep going forward or not. Didn't you feel guilty getting into the Satan stuff or free or scared? Like since you knew God, like you understood God, right? I don't, I don't live very guilty. I, I don't oh, live with, I don't, man, what is that like? I don't live with, I, what I is that don't like? live with a lot of shame. <laughs> the only anxiety I've developed over life is flying. And I, I, I might be able to have that licked after I've rededicated my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like seriously, you were built a certain special way because I came out of the womb biting my nails. Well, okay. Worry warts. Well, that's yeah. You and, know, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand that if, if it's just because it's taught everywhere, worry, fear. It's, I don't know if that's something that's learned. It's one thing I watch, I see in everybody. And I try to share with them not to. And But that I think that falls into like the true understanding of faith, you know, because naturally you should just worry about it because it's strange, you know, the, the you know, just believing. But when you do and you let go and you take that step of faith, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because the, everybody wants you to live in fear because it, so they can create control over you. They want to um, create the anxiety, you know, the depression, the beach. You know, they're just trying. When I say they, it's, it's really it's just, you know, Satan trying to make you feel horrible about everything, you know, and trying to get you. I guess his ultimate goal is to get you to kill yourself, because if you can kill yourself, that's the ultimate insult to God. isn't it? That's right. Isn't that the truth, man? It's the craziest yeah. thing. It always seems to end up in that yeah. arena. Try to get you to kill yourself. And so you never, that never happened for you. That Now. You never got to. A there is one point I did, and it, I believe it was about a year and a half ago. And it was, and because of the all or nothing factor, it's, it's, it would have been really easy just to pull the trigger. But it wasn't, it was more like, it was like, okay, I'm good. You can take me now. I've, I've seen what I need to see in the world and I'm good to go. And apparently God had a whole nother plan for me. Um, I wasn't. Well, take me on that journey. We had a, a miscarriage that we went through and that led to my wife's sadness. I just let it crawl in again. That's where he's a patient individual. Say, allows me to feel good about feeling bad for her absorbing her feelings and her pain. And then I go into letting myself go ultimately with it. And I think it just, it just, it was, it was really, really sad to feel, 
I was like, and then I was having some health issues during that. Yeah. I thought I was at the point where my body, my body was done and wanted to call it too. So I was like, okay, well, I've had a good life. I'm good. But when I play it, how'd you get sick? What was it? Um, I thought it was cancer. I thought I had full blown throat cancer and I was just done my entire life or not, you know, my entire life, but I don't drink water. I just drink six to 10 cups of coffee, maybe 20 a day. <laughs> and, uh, my wow. esophagus wasn't agreeing with me. And my throat was closing down. I was having everything. I was having trouble. I, one day I pulled off on the side of the road and jumped out of my car um, and crawled crawled to the edge of the road so people could see me in case I died right there. Um, I was gagging. I couldn't breathe and couldn't get air into me. And I was choking on this burrito I just ate. And it was just, yeah, I was like, wow. So that's why I was thinking I had, I had, I had throat cancer and that was kind of during that. So I was kind of like, you know, my body was feeling terrible. I was feeling horrible for her. And I was like, all right, I'm good. You know, I guess this is where the end is. And I just kind of lost momentum for about three months. That is definitely, again, where Satan slides in and, oh, you're being helpful, understanding and this and that. And then it just kind of took me to that point, you know, because I was trying to feel for my wife and yeah, it was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Three months ago, maybe four, I don't know, something of that nature. You know what? Let me backtrack. I was, you know, I'm taught to believe the faith of mustard seed, that kind of theory. There's always a voice telling me to get the understanding of God and go out and help people and preach. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to be a preacher. <laughs> Grandpa was a preacher. Uncle was a preacher. I'm like, I am not going to be a preacher and it kept coming up like all my life you need to you know learn the word of god and you know go out preach and and you know and now it was just and it wasn't shy it was always like randomly in my face oh i should be a preacher no way <laughs> give me an example give me an example i could be sitting in the middle of a football game and i would just sit there and it's just like bam you need to be a preacher it's like Absolutely not. I could be in the middle of Holy Spirit is just talking. I could be in the middle of making love with three women on top of me. And you're kidding. It's like you need to be a preacher. And I'm like, look at me. How can I be a preacher? (laughs) I could be, you know, you know, whatever in a room full of drug addicts and doing what I can. It's like you need to be a preacher. The voice just kept hitting me. And, um, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, look at my life. It was really easy for me to say no. Cause I'm like, look at what I'm doing. How can you ask me to be this? How can I even talk to people now that I've become this, you know, I had in my mind, like, if you're going to, you're going to help people. And so anyway, so that was going on for 30 years. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, literally it, it would come up in the strangest places. And I was like, absolutely not. In the places where you're like, God, stop looking at me. I'm in decent. No, yeah, yes. And it could be just walking in a park or hiking in a mountain or sitting on top. Because, you know, I, I, I. I was thinking about the three women. Well, I know what you're thinking about, but that, that world's dead to me. You know, that, that, that is so clean and gone. You know, like I say, three months ago, born again, it's all forgotten. Living no shame, no regret. And otherwise, that's where he keeps coming at you. It's like, no, I've been born again. Yes, I'm gonna, you know, whatever. If I if I have a problem, don't you don't whine and sniffle about how crummy you are. You just run to the arms of God and say, Hey, you know, here I am. You know, you created me to be in your image. I'm born again. I'm right here with you. It, it all Okay, Yancey, I have to stop you. Okay. That right there could free so many people. I don't even think you understand what just came out of your mouth. I mean, maybe you do. No, I don't. And maybe this okay. 
So this is where I'm going to help you get a little understanding from a human point of view about why the Holy Spirit, why God, why Jesus is calling you and has called you for eons to be a preacher. Because you're a person who knows and has a full understanding and a full acceptance, by the way, that when someone says you are clean, redeemed, completely forgiven, you accept that and you literally do a 180 with your life. There are so many people, and I'm included in this, that got saved, recommitted, recommitted, re rededicated over the years and certain points, you know, after, you know, backslide or whatever. But yet I still lived under the law of condemnation. You're saying three months ago, you were like, you know what, which I want to hear that story. But oh, yeah. that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. That's what's amazing is because I could sit with a person like you for hours and look at you with a, 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 an inquisitive look on my face and go, but how, how do I not feel bad about myself? <laughs> you know, like, how do I not feel guilty? I just yelled at my kids. I just yelled at my husband. I just, you know, sure. Uh, you know, like, so you, so you just talk, you just run to God. He's Papa. You just run in his arms and sit on his lap and just say, Hey, I messed up. Let's get this back on track here. That's it. You don't, you don't have to feel guilt, shame. That's that, that, that that's man created, you know, Yeah. shame. If you think about it, the first shame was after you ate, what, you ate the fruit and all of a sudden they felt naked. I mean, that yeah. didn't, ex that didn't exist until, you know, God separated himself from man. And so if you just, you know, when you're born again, the, the bottom line, it's real simple. You're born again, you're flat, all, everything is gone. And, you know, you're, you're, you're back into the image of, of God and how he created you. And if you have those moments, you're not supposed to live in guilt. You're supposed to just reach out and move forward. And, and the shame and all that feelings man-made. And yet I didn't know that. And I That's don't what, know why, as a Christian, I didn't know that or understand it really in that way. I'm sure it was said to me over and over. Well, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it falls under control. And even people that are trying to preach a word and everything like that, they still got to have control in their man way of thinking, you know. It's not everybody, but they had to control the flock. They've got to make sure people show up to church. They got to make sure people are paying their bills. They got So they were doing it because they had bills to pay instead yeah. of. And which is fine, but that's man-made. When you step into the scripture and you go with God and, and you're fully in with it, you know, I understand we have responsibilities. You got to do things. But this is where when you started saying it's like you're like, are you born with it or is this something learned? Well, we're all born into sin because Adam because of the sin. And then we got to be born again. So technically you are born into it. But is this something that you learn? You know, you know, are you born with anxiety? Maybe, you know, is there chemistry of it? But, you know, certain behaviors are, you know. But, but when you're washed clean, I mean, he could do some amazing things. It's just we hold on to these worldly ways, which is man's way of thinking. And then when you see the miraculous and miracles happen, that everybody's, that's easy for everybody to say, hey, that's God. Yes. And it's just like when your parents got divorced, you went into deep sadness. When when certain things happened in my my life, my family's life, mine manifested into a little bit different. I became a people pleaser. I made sure mm -hmm. that my mom was always okay. And sure. I sacrificed my own feelings a lot of times to make sure that she was happy or things were, were stable, you know, and that right. that's too much to put on a, on a little kid. She didn't do that. I did it to myself, but right. we all, our personalities all do weird things when sin comes in, you know? 
when trauma right. comes in, when something disrupts your happy little home environment, right? Where right. God didn't intend for these things. So I get that. I get it. And, you know, I But just, that's where you know. Satan, who's so patient, he opens the door and he just keeps, you know, he's just working it patiently, patiently. And in your mind, you're thinking you're helping, you know, the way he worked it to what you're saying. Yeah, and that you're, and it allows you to feel rage, but yet feel okay because you're compensating it through, you know, it's just, in reality, none of that should be in us. Right. Yeah. Right. Three months ago, thinking I'm going to die. I have this, oh, I have a brand new baby, one years old. <laughs> so now I've got to stay alive. <laughs> and you so, have a wife. You have a new marriage. Yes, I have Which a new is- marriage, a new wife. There's a lot of reasons I got to stay alive. But anyways, I, um got down on my hands and knees and I was like, I am, I'm lost. I haven't prayed in years. And it was like my first kiss. It was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was, <laughs> I was shy. I was embarrassed for a brief moment. You know, just, I was just, it was just a peculiar, even though I don't really feel all this. It was just a brief moment of click, click, click. It's like, Oh, how do I do this? You know? Okay. Well, let's just, you know, start with, I'm sorry. Or, you know, I'm scared or, you know, so I just, I actually and literally in the moment where you really, you still thought you had, you had throat cancer. I thought, no, I haven't gone to see anybody. I've been battling, trying to figure this thing out on my own and uh, wasn't making any headway. Going through a bottle of, going through a, like, like a whole, you know, one of those containers of tons a day. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Just to take, just to hide. Side note, what the heck was Tracy thinking through all this? Like what? I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. What? Yeah, I would just I I would keep them in my car. She would see me taking them at night before bed, but you know, it just looked like indigestion to her. You know that kind of a deal. And uh, I so you I just did not share this uh, with her. She's got a brand new baby, and she was doing her thing. And yeah, so I literally am at home by myself. I just got on my hands and knees physically. It's like you know, it's a good start. Get into the position and see what happens. <laughs> So I got down there and I was like, you know, I, I, I don't know. And this wasn't my dedication back to him. This was just me, you know, realizing, I, you know, the reality that I, I've been trying to do everything on my own. And, and I'd walked away and, you know, here I am. I'm, you know, I'm here. I didn't say I was back or anything and just started talking and, and just asked him to, you know, give me some direction, you know, show me, show me what I need to see. And it's like, you need to be a preacher on a bicycle. What? And I said, you're absolutely out of your mind. That is, it's like, I've been saying no to you for 30 years and now you add a bike. It's like, ah. I'm like, I don't ride a bike. I don't know anything about riding a bike. It's like, you need to ride a bike. And I was like, all right, all right. So I, I got up and I went to the bike shop and I said, Hey guys, how are you? I don't know a single thing about bikes and I need to buy a bike. What kind of bike do you want? <laughs> I have no idea. I just need one that can go a long ways. <laughs> They're like, okay, do you want to be able to camp on it? I say, absolutely. <laughs> well, do you want to do on-road, off-road, both? <laughs> it's like, they're like, okay, so what, what bike riding do you do? I said, I haven't been on a bike in 30 years except for like a beach cruiser and a beer. I said, that's it. Wow. And it's like, okay, so... Because you're start, a surfer and a skier, right? Yeah, I grew up. Yeah, grew up surfing and uh, and uh, snowboard. Yeah, and oh so that yeah, that's what I do. And in the last bit, I haven't really done much. I've just been kind of 
getting chunky. So I was just eating and getting chunky. So anyways, they're looking at this guy in his late forties, um, little chunk, little meat on him, and, uh, tell him I got to ride a bike. So I spent some time learning about the bike, you know, but I said, Hey, I, you know, and, and bikes are a little expensive. And, uh, yeah. I was like, you know, once we figure out what we want, they let me actually put it on a layaway. And yeah. I told myself I wasn't allowed to own the bike until I weighed a certain amount. I said, I can't own this bike until I weigh, you know, under, under 190 or I mean under 200. So then I had, I went from that store, I went around the corner to one of those spin classes where they have all the bicycles, you know, for, yeah. which I know nothing about. And I joined, joined the spin class. At that point I put headphones on and started biking. I lost 30 pounds in three months. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm 196. So yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But now I've opened my mind to the availability of talking to Jesus again. And in those three months, I just, I just said, Hey, I'm here. I'm yours. I hadn't rededicated technically, but I was like, you know, just give me the guidance. I'm like, I'm here. Show me what you need me to see. And I'll see if I agree with you or not. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so where is this, where is this, this creature on a bicycle thing going? Uh, that's a beautiful you- question. I, that's, that's his story. He's unveiling each day as it comes by. I ended up getting more work over the summer. I humbled myself and was doing extra work and I was able to get the bike paid for. I gave it to myself on Christmas. Awesome. You know, are you not doing um, a real estate anymore? Oh, I am. I am. I do real okay. estate, but you know, with this thing, I couldn't just tell my wife, Hey, I'm buying a bike cause I got to start a ministry, you know? So <laughs> at least that's what I thought to myself. You know, I got to do, I just got to go do extra work and I was able to get extra work to where, it didn't affect the household at all, and God provided for that. Just slowly working forward, and that one's growing as far as the dynamics of what it needs to be. And along the way, you know, my favorite number my whole life has been 12. So, really? Yeah, it's been a magical number for me everywhere. Like, I, I, oh, there's another one. 1212 would come up on the radio all the time, and it'd be like, you need to be a preacher. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so with that said, I was like, all right, I want small groups. I got to, you know, so right now, just with the bike thing in the, in, in the ministry, it's going to be small. It's not about having big churches and notoriety. It's about just talking with people and, and getting them out there. And I think I'm going to try to just get like groups of 12 and, and ride around or I don't know what it is, but I don't even know yet. It's still just coming. I got three feet of snow in the front yard and I can barely ride. You know, I went out riding my bike and minus or what was it? Five degrees the other day. And I was like, man, this is chilly. Wow. Yeah, that's that's chilly. Yeah. Oh my god. So, anyways, yeah, we'll see where that goes. It's growing and it's 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 gaining its its own personal momentum. But I know it's just going to be a, a whole foundation of love and giving people their power back and understanding that it's all all through God and and not having the shame and you know letting go yes. of all that. But I do know. Yes. But I know it's got to be because naturally you're just that way, and that's what's so amazing and beautiful. And what I just love about you, you're just so. Yeah. Like laid back in ways that I am so like biting my nails down to the nubs. And, you know, God has to work through all of us in our different ways. Right. Yeah. And, and my mom said I came out of the womb like that. So yeah, whatever. It doesn't mean I have to, I have to stay that way. Believe me, I've, I've uh, grown through a lot over the years, but it's just amazing. Our natural 
our natural kind of personalities, uh, the way we can be and how God can work through that because you just getting on your knees, getting on your face before God has probably brought a lot of peace. And I don't know uh, what's happened with the throat thing since then. Oh, okay. well, I, I, well, it's interesting you say. So then during that time of, you know, riding bike and getting healthier, I, I am, I meet a doctor or my wife says, Hey, this was on Facebook. You should go see this guy. Cause he doesn't, you know, he, he just seems, you know, approachable and it's more of a co-op instead of going in and just being retailed by a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I happened to try to reach out to him and we kept missing each other. And then finally we got in touch and he'd closed his program because he had enough people in. And he, so he said, you know what, you were trying to reach me ahead of time. We just kept missing each other. I'm going to go ahead and let you in. So he let me in um, just, you know, by the grace of, and then when we got in there, he, kind of re- said, I don't think you have cancer, buddy. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. And he, you know, thank God. yeah, it's like, he's like, you know, but here's what we have. We do have some issues. We're going to work on it. So we've been working forward and progressing and diets change and, and everything is getting ba- back down to a basic form of maybe just some, some just minimal little, you know, indigestion issues that pretty much the majority of the human race has. Okay, so you so, mentioned earlier that you were having like 15 to 20 cups of coffee a day. Did that have a big thing to do with it? Quit instantly and had a great deal to do with it, yep. Oh, my goodness. So basically, I, I had acid reflux for 12 years, 15 wow. years. Wow, and so it just I, ate you. It just and, ate your, the inside of your throat. Yeah, and it was just coming to a point to where it's like the, my whole body was just like I've done, been, been, been slowly giving you signals, but – and then, yeah, so it, it, that's really what it was. It was just horrible acid reflux all day long, all night long. And then I actually, I, I had it in my sleep and inhaled it twice in my lungs and woke up with acid in my lungs. Oh. And, and that's where it was like, we got a, we got a real problem here. And that's where I was like, at the point where I thought I was dying because that was just miserable. Wow. Oh my gosh. That must have caused a, a lot of breathing issues. I, that's. Oh yeah. So the whole body was, yeah, definitely reacting to that. So. The caffeine was was a heavy one. I'll tell you what, though, you can really lose weight when you stop drinking coffee because of all the sugar you put into it. Or at least I did. You know, I put fake sugar, so yep. that's a whole other issue. Yeah. I mean, I, well, no, not now because I do stevia, so that's yeah. actually good. When I used to do Splenda, that's that's a bad thing. I just don't even drink coffee anymore. You know what's funny? All I drink is water. I don't even <laughs> I don't even drink juice, punch, whatever. It's just all water, and it's amazing because, yeah, I, I, it's amazing how good being hydrated feels. It really, really is. Can you tell me why you drink? I mean, you say you're not an anxiety-ridden person. You're very laid back. But for a person to drink that many cups of coffee a day, like that, you're either not sleeping at all and you... No, it didn't affect me like that. I slept just fine. I would drink coffee in the, just before I went to bed and I go to sleep. I'm the same way. But why yeah. so many cups of coffee? Because you like the taste of it? Is that what no. you were doing? Like No, because I just like drinking coffee it wasn't the taste or anything it was just now i can't stand the smell of it um no i i I was just drinking coffee you know it's just it was easy to get it was everywhere (laughs) starbucks whatever the whole entire we're all over caffeinated in this country you know that i was just you know it's just i don't know just had caffeine had a hold of me yeah there wasn't i didn't yeah i don't know how to i don't know what to say i just drank a bunch of coffee but it's just you know (laughs) It's just like Did right you ever now. Do you have addiction issues? 
I mean, I don't know. If diving all in is an addiction, then I'm totally addicted to the Word of God right now, and I'm diving oh, okay. in full so throttle. You're, you're, so. Okay, I get it. You're a total extreme. I get it. You're like you said yeah. earlier. You're 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 either all in or you're not. So yeah, that I makes guess. sense. <laughs> yeah, you're, that like, was... you're either going to be a total coffee addict or. So or you not. finally let your wife in on on what was going on. Obviously, that you yeah. felt nervous, uh, and so she I, found the doctor because you're you're leaving some holes because you said earlier you're like. I didn't tell her she had a newborn baby. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I didn't time out. I didn't didn't tell her what, how scared I was or how frightening I thought it was. I just let her have the understanding that I'm dealing with indigestion. And And then when I was on the side of the road and I was ready to die, I shared that with her because I couldn't breathe. And I was just hoping maybe one of my friends would see me struggling if I couldn't get this going. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how with that, did that end? How did how did that story end? Don't leave me uh, hanging there. I got up, finished my burrito, and went to work. You know, I was guiding fishing, so I had a, had the boat and had to go get my boat. So you just and, cleared your throat. You just finished yeah. chewing the burrito, and it went down. Yeah. Well, no, I finally threw up twice and got it out, and then I was like, oh, I'm back. I can breathe again, and got back in the car, and I took really, 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 really small bites and swallowed them slowly and went to work. Wow. You know, my yeah, mom yeah. has a similar issue. I don't know if she shared that with you when you shared no. this with her. She's no, I didn't be... share all this with her. I'm just sharing this in hopes to reality. If, if there's people that didn't have a moment to hear this and it can open their door back up and get them in there and get them moving forward and loving God like this again, it's unbelievable how good you feel. And um, yeah, but the reality is, is it's real simple. Just love God. You know, he created us, you know, get born again and let him in and everything else is gone. And we're the ones that choose to hang on to it, not him. You know, it's like, nah. Yes. There's another nugget, Yancey. There you go again, Mr. Preacher, on your bicycle. <laughs> That's it. I'm telling you. That right there just just freed a little. It, it was like, a, you know, a little sparkles just went up from, from my body when you said that. Because. That's the kind of relief people need to hear. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that hold on to it, not him. Yeah. But yet we think he is. Right. Somehow we think he is because we are. So he must. Because no, right? even in the churches, we were taught, that, hey, you got to say sorry for your sins. If you're going to at the end of this all, you're going to get in. You know, you got to have your punch card ready to go to get into heaven. They don't realize yes. that it's in us and it's here. It's not about waiting to the end and going up into the stars. It's it's yeah. here. It's about living heaven on earth. I mean, it, this yeah. place was, and now it's what he created, man, in his image. That's why it's so simple. I mean, if you could draw a diagram, it'd be, really, it'd be a picture of a dude, stick figure, eat a fruit, sin, cross with Jesus carrying it, dying, somebody praying to the cross, and then you're just holding hands with God again. It what? really is God that needed to be, that he just was like, look, I have to reconcile you back to me. You made a choice. You made a bad one. I told you not to eat that darn tree. But yeah. I didn't want to make you robots, so I gave you that choice. I got to make a T-shirt of that life cycle. You know how they have like evolution, and they have the monkeys turning into man. Uh-huh. I should do that with like the tree, knees, cross, Jesus, you on his lap. <laughs> I love it. Do I mean, it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. all stick, you know, like stick figures. <laughs> that will instantly open up conversation. You're in Starbucks. You're standing there with your little stick figure T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah, you're gonna have conversations, and yeah. there you are. There's your little little ministry where you can just like, yeah, dude, this is it. And then you just put heaven on earth underneath it, you know, because that's really what it's about. Is so you know, heaven is on earth. You know, you just get in the hands of God and you're just there. That's sweet. I love it. 
pretty blessed me, man. I mean, you've already <laughs> just given my soul so much calm and reminded me because I, I, I'm, I'm a person that needs to be reminded almost every day, which is good because it just shows me that I need God every day, which we do. We really yeah, shouldn't yeah. be breathing without God. Um, we can't think that we can do anything without him. And right. I mean, he cries about everything. He's like, I can't pump my gas without God. Now everybody's different, right? Right. No, no, <laughs> so, but, but, but it is, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. I find myself in tears quite a bit myself with just the glory and the love. It's unbelievable. And just yeah. how patient he was, he was with us, right? When we were oh, all he, doing our little thing, thinking we could do it better. Oh yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's easy to be patient when you know the plan. <laughs> yeah. You know, Satan's just patient because he's, he's hoping. He's patiently in hope where God just knows the plan. He knows you're going to be there. He's just like, I keep, keep telling him, I'm right here. I'm right here. You know, God's only as close, you know, when you're on this plan, you're living a self, you know, for yourself and whatever, and you reach out to him here. You know, he's, he's always as close as you let him. I know that part is so amazing to me because I, I'm, 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 I always have to work on a little control freak inside me. Right. And so for that right there, that, that long suffering, that patience that I'm right here is like, man, I, I, I pray and strive for that more every day. But you know, what's funny is if you just open the door and leave it open for them and just let them just, Man, he'll fly in there all day long on top of you. It's awesome. You're just like you just sit back and you just you just can't believe it. You know, it's 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 true, you know, but if you but if you keep them just kind of like here out the outside the door in case you need him to say sorry and whatever so that hopes you can get into heaven versus just opening the door and let heaven on earth come all over you and just cover you and be with you. You know, it, it's 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 impressive. I think that's a hard- Well, that's just it. That's, that's the little, that's the little, that's the little nugget when, as we're finishing up here is that, okay, so I'm talking more about people that already have their salvation, Mm -hmm. right? They're, they're no longer just like, okay, I just, um, giving my life to, to Christ and, um, because I want to make sure I get into heaven. So we're past that. That's, that's, you know, mm-hmm. not someone who doesn't know Jesus versus someone who does. Correct. Let's talk about, talk to a person who is a Christian, has been a Christian all their life, let's say a, a couple of decades, but yet they're still living like the world. Now, I'm not saying like bad according to the world standards, like where mm-hmm. even the world would say you're bad, you're cheating on your wife you're, or your husband and you're and you're, you know, you're looking at, at things on the internet you shouldn't, or, you know, you're abusing your wife or husband or whatever it is, like the things that the, even the world would be like, oh, that's, that's a bad guy. That's a bad girl. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're living your life, but <clears throat> you are a person who is in control of it and not giving it to God. What do you say to people that, cause to me, that's living, that's living you know, hypocritically, that's not really giving it all. Not just living like man, you know, self, you know, selfish and putting yourself first. The reality is, let's see if I can put this way, intimacy, you know, everybody's looking for intimacy in everything, whether it's that cup of coffee, whether it's a relationship, 
whether it's a video game. You know, they're looking for that that intimate moment of that, but they're searching, they're constantly searching, and the, and the voids never fill. But if you need to just get intimate with God, and all that other stuff is always, you know, comes into play. All everything, everything just comes. You just got to take the time and get quiet. You don't want to just sit there and listen to people tell you about it. You want to be alone. You want, oh, you know what you want? You want pillow talk. You want bed. Oh, yeah. that's what you want. You know, you want that. Just be alone <laughs> in your room. You know, let's just let's just say you're you're a man of the world and you want to be. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it without without, you know, just going making me sound like I'm weird. But, you know, that quiet time and that intimacy, it, everything's revealed in, in intimacy, whether it's the worldly stuff that you're going for. You know, it all it time reveals it all. But when you're intimate with it, I don't care if you want to be a great metal worker or you want to be a mechanic or you're who knows whatever it is that you're, you're just being intimate with at the time but if you go intimate with god it, that's everything it's all revealed everything comes into play whereas if you're intimate with just like one thing that's your one thing that you're gonna have an understanding of and it'll only be a man-made physical moment and when you dead none of it mattered so you know that intimacy that pillow time talking to him you know, like he would try to talk to me every now and then, be a preacher, do this, do that. You know, and I'd tell him to be quiet. You know, now I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. so sorry. Can you come into my room with me and talk to me for a while? And he's there. It's like, yeah, I've been waiting for you. He's, he's, he's always right there. You know, you don't have to, and you can do it anywhere. You know, you can be out in the woods. You know, you can do anything. Just get alone and quiet with him. And that's where it all comes together because everybody has a different journey with him. And until you get quiet and listen to him and talk to him, you know, and it isn't talking about how sorry you are by and how pathetic you feel because all of that's dead to him. He doesn't care. He he just wants to talk and push forward and get you feeling beautiful and understanding that, you know, you're all a part of it. So I think if you're that's what happens, you know, when you're a Christian and you're not being intimate, that's where I think you struggle. Yeah, you're a Christian, you go to church, you say sorry. But a Christian is but it really isn't actually. How that really isn't a Christian. Because Christian, if, and bear with me, because I am not good with English. That's the other reason I never was going to be a preacher. I am terrible in English. <laughs> and I was afraid like I would never be able to speak properly or help anybody understand anything. But, and this is where I, I, I don't thrive, but I'll ask you maybe. You know, the word Christian, to my understanding, is to be Christ-like. And so it's to take the examples we were given in the Bible of Christ and be like him. And, well, yeah, and 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 I hear a lot from Dan Moeller and and Todd White since I know I keep bringing these dudes up, but they're you know they're just so they're so right on point with right. stuff. They'll say a lot of times when you decide to keep uh, going back and and reviewing your your old self and and and, and you know flogging yourself right. for for your past stuff, you're basically slapping Jesus in the face. You're saying that what he did on the cross wasn't enough. He wiped out all our sins, everything that we did and everything that we ever would do generations that weren't even born yet, mm -hmm. that are still not even born as we sit in 2020, it's all wiped out. And, and when, and, and so for me, that that's actually one thing that was said this last year that really made me pause, mm -hmm. that really made me go, wow, I don't want to do that. Absolutely. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. But don't do it out of guilt. Do it out of the fact that he just says, Hey, get intimate with me. All is forgiven, born again. 
and just you know when when you when you you don't want to create the guilt that's the part that gets you sucked in you just want to say yeah it wasn't a yeah, guilt thing it was more good. like wow i don't want to do that good. Yeah. it's like me i don't want to drink coffee anymore the next day i didn't and then everybody asked me headaches did you have the withdrawals yeah i was like no and the most the reason why i didn't is because i took migraine aspirin for three days <laughs> That's great. Ooh, that's a nice little tip. Yeah, I think that the the final nugget of it all is just get intimate with God and and let Him lay out His plan for you and listen. That's really it. I I do see Christians struggle a lot, or people that you know they're they're working towards it, and they got to realize that there is no struggle. You just dive in. You couldn't have come at a better time, and called me for for many years too. That I kept saying, nope, not doing that. Nope. Um, that his timing is always perfect and you know yes. and he can always make things right you know that's true romans eight twenty eight. i think he he makes he makes everything for good even yeah. if we went off in this direction or that direction he can make all things for good and so that is what blows me away the most is that and and probably what what puts me into tears is you know i'll, I'll be in my intimate time with him and i'll say god really want to use me you know you mm. love me so it's it's yeah i'm just and he does he does yeah i was the same way i'm right with you on that you know it's like why do you want to use me and then i'll tell you what you want another first scripture that came to me what and i don't know the numbers and that's the whole thing it's like quoting scriptures and saying i'm not i don't know those i'll learn them i'll learn them that's one of the places that god gave me rest just let me give you a little piece of rest right there too it's okay yeah. You at least know the gist, right? The story behind it. You can learn all yeah, that. All the, the stories way. we got. But that's where I'm getting at. The woman in the well was the first one to come to me. Mm. Wow. She did five husbands. Whatever. I don't even know how many. There might be more. But I know that well, like the five husbands the, the one with she wasn't even that wasn't even her husband. That's right. That that story, but that only part of the story that mattered for me, what had nothing to do with the husbands or this or that. It was the fact that she ran and got people and knew nothing, but just knew she would just just stepped into it and was off and already grabbing people without any understanding other than that she was right there and needed to get them there. And it, she didn't that. talk herself out of like bringing people to the greatness because she hadn't read any literature yet. She hadn't been educated yet. She didn't know anything yet. She was just right out of flat nailed. Yes, you're correct. That is who I am. I need to go get other people to see how wonderful you are and nothing stopped her. And how many times do we talk ourselves out of doing stuff because we're like, oh, I don't know enough about that yet. Oh, I shouldn't be speaking out. It's like, no, we, there's a spiritual battle going on and we just got to get in it. Yes, exactly. That's so perfect. That's another place of lifting off that confusion veil that you just did again by saying that people feel like, well, I'm not at that level. So what I would share yeah. wouldn't be all polished and pretty and, and, and put into the right, you know, English language. That's all the views of man. And he works that one well, I'll tell you that yeah. one, but it's everything right now. Everything is like quickly, you know, Instagram, instant satisfaction, instant this, I got to have this you know, Snapchat this, I got this, I did this. So it's all self. You know, when you're talking about the church and its issues, that, that you know, you, this whole thing was about how Christians can help each other on this realm and being lost. When I say it's about getting intimate with God, you know, you don't want to let, you know, the people in the church or whatever issues are, if there's something in there that's bothering you, that's just, you know, you'll have your own moment thinking like a man or a woman, you know, of, of the world, self. 
Mm-hmm. But if you go and just stay intimate with God, it, you'll you'll bypass all that conversation. You know, you'll have yeah. your own understanding so that when you do see that, you can pray for somebody and help them get past it and this and that and not get caught up in it. Because that's another little patient move that Satan is using just to pull you out. And then, you know, with people overhyping it on TV and expressing their negativity, that's just that darkness going. But if right. you are intimate with God, get quiet. Open the book, pray, do whatever it is, but get quiet with him wherever it is. And listen, all of that disappears. None of that matters. You know, if like the, somebody upset me at church because that's all self and you get yeah. yourself to you want to get yourself to selfless, but you just want to just talk with him. And that's what it's all about. It's not it's not about all the YouTube shows and all the things that you can watch. It, it re- those are great because they'll get you to the point where you'll get intimate. And that's all it's about is get yourself intimate with God for you right. so, so he can work through you with what you were designed to do with him. And the rest will all just vanish and you won't be caught up in it. I love that. And that is so true because I have lived that where it's like, wow, you know, I could be really hurt right now. I could be really offended, right? A lot of people get offended in the church and then they, you know, they, they just stay stuck there. But when you have your eyes on Jesus, when you stay focused on who it's all about and what Mm -hmm. he's doing in your own life and how that can project out from you from a pure place, none of it matters. None of it matters. None of it can affect you. You can't be one of the, my favorite things again, that Todd White and Dan Moeller say is like, they're like, they're like, you can't hurt me. I, you can't, you don't affect me. Like, I don't know how you say, you say it in a nicer way, but it's very direct. But right. It's like, there's nothing I, I I'm, that's what they say. I'm free from you. I'm going to say what God brought me here to say. And, and, and I'm being used by God, but I'm free from your opinions of me. I'm free from, from all of that because I'm walking my line and, and, and they're like, and we, and I want you to do the same thing. I'm encouraging you to do the same thing. So it's nice to be, to be free from that. I feel like I'm a, I'm a person who's, who's just newly kind of walking that out. Well, be free from people. Be free because you were designed through all of this for love. And when you're not affected, when you're not, um, what's the new word that everybody loves to use? Um, offended. And if you're not offended by anything, because it's not, you know, nothing's there to be offended. You can truly pour your love that was you were generated for you were created out of love you're designed for love and when all that is like what you just said you're not being affected you're not being caught up in it you are free to love as god intended you to and that's what the world needs in this spiritual battle yeah exactly yeah well it's so simple when it's just oh it is simple it is so simple now you can dive into it in your relationship when you get intimate with him it'll stay simple but the understanding will come through in all this extra knowledge there's a ton of knowledge there and each person is going to gain their own but the foundation of the whole thing is very simple and to get you in the door and get you to him and and straight love is very simple and then your your intimate relationship will give you all that understanding as he talks to you it's just so exciting i love I love talking about Jesus. I, I never knew it. <laughs> you know, when I started being called in my 20s, I was like, that's so boring. I don't want to be a preacher because that's, I'll have to talk to you about that on a side note because Fair enough. I had all that going on too. But seriously, I'm like, this is the most exciting thing ever. 
It is. So exciting. Well, I love you. I love you too. And I'm so excited that we got a chance to talk mm-hmm. and just bring in a little bit more Jesus. I think you just had your first uh, preaching Oh, you're funny. Uh, session. This is <laughs> great. Well, I'm going to have you on again. I'm going to have you on again down the oh, road. Oh, you're When this whole bicycle thing starts going and, and you start having your your first encounters and the, you start seeing lives transformed, just the things that come out of your mouth because of the way God uses you. I can't wait. No, I look forward to every every moment I have. It's incredible. Sunshine Driving radios playing Errol Smith, and I left you in the rear view. Trust me, it's better like this. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so by using our voice message link. Simply click on the link and talk away. I would love to hear from you. Let me know how today's episode impacted you. And if you have any ideas for future episodes that you'd like to hear talked about, please leave those comments as well. My heart is to help you feel seen and heard, especially in times where you feel overwhelmingly alone and isolated in your situation or circumstance. I want to speak life into you, and hopefully the stories and situations brought about on this podcast will reframe your own way of thinking. That's what people did for me in my lowest moments, and I want to pass that wisdom along. Thank you for your listenership, and please subscribe. It really helps my message have a further reach. Here's a priceless nugget that was given to me long ago. Matthew 6:33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God bless you, and remember, Jesus loves you so much more than you could ever believe. <laughs>